Welcome to Pathways to Wisdom, a show about journey and legacy, contribution, and the meaning of life. We all have interesting stories about the paths we have chosen, the people we have touched, and the wisdom that comes with living life to the fullest. We have a choice each day to live into our greatness, and our greatness is informed by what we do, how and who we love, and what we believe about ourselves and others. Now here's the host of Pathways to Wisdom, Deborah Brown. And yes, this is a beautiful day, and I am so pleased to be here, and I cannot wait for this show today. My guest is Larissa mm-hmm. Stowe, who is a singer, songwriter, mm-hmm. known for her soul-searching, engaging music, which combines music and sounds from different cultures. Not only does she contribute to peace and unity between cultures with her music, but she also has various nonprofit, charitable peace projects, and coaching, and just wonderful things that she does as a human being on this planet. I have had the pleasure of hearing her sing and play, and now I have the pleasure of sharing this time. Welcome to Pathways to Wisdom, Larissa. Mm, thank you, Deborah. That was such a touching introduction. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you, I I have to share with you just one quick second. Um, that was my husband's voice, and um, uh, it was, mm. it's kind of a surprise to me when uh, when that music comes on because um, he's not with us anymore, and uh, right. yeah, it just kind of kind of threw me into a a place of um, uh, peace. And I'm glad you're with me. Let me just say that. Aww. I'm glad to be with you too. I can feel yeah, that. Thank you. Definitely yeah, feel yeah. heart yeah. opener. Well, this show, yes, um, this show is about journey and soul's purpose and legacy. And I know your journey in music started at a young age and that your parents played what I would say were non-traditional instruments like the sitar and the tambora. And you play the harmonium, mm-hmm. which I also heard it called the pump organ. Now, tell me about those amazing instruments and your journey that started all those many, well, I shouldn't say all those many years ago. You're a young woman. <laughs> but anyway, your family <laughs> plays some really cool instruments is where we're going with this. So talk to me about that. Yeah. Well, you know, I remember as a little one listening, just laying on my back up in our living room, listening to Ravi Shankar um, play. Like he would, his his music would fill the house. And I remember just really being transported by that music. And my dad was so transported by it. Even though he had never played an instrument in his life, he was inspired to, to pick up and learn the sitar, which is a really, really complicated instrument um, to, be, to have that be like your first instrument that you're going to pick up and play. But he was mm. so inspired, too, that he just, on his own, you know, picked up and taught himself how to play sitar and got my mama a tambura, and, you know, my parents were full-on hippies, I think. (laughs) Um, They had their friends over for yoga, and I really enjoyed just listening to those sounds. It was home to me, even though, you know, it came from another culture. I didn't know that, you know, as a child. To me, it was my culture hearing these beautiful sounds and feeling very much at home and inspired. So. Right. Now, your dad Stayed actually with played me. with Ravi Shankar. Right. Wow. 
No, no. My That's... dad did not play with Robbie Shankar. No, he was just inspired by Robbie Shankar. Ah. We heard, like, our house was filled with the music of Robbie Shankar. Okay. That inspired my dad to pick up the sitar. Okay, wow. Learn it out of the That's... absolute blue on his own. Just pick up the instrument and learn it on his own when he had never played an instrument in his life. Man, that's 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 really amazing. Now, in the beginning of your music career, um, you you were like into pop and rock and normal, what I would say, mainstream rock and roll stuff. Yes. Yeah, I loved it. Um, very very singer songwriter, you know, and inspired a lot by like Tori Amos and and even when I was really little, Stevie Nicks and. U2 and um, like people that I consider really just awesome songwriters, Peter Gabriel, and mm-hmm. was inspired to to write spiritually, you know, connected connected spiritual lyrics that inspired me, you know, that spoke to my own um, inner journey, my own reflections, making sense of this this life and 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 spirit in this life. So I and was after, led to after nine eleven. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I thought you were. I thought you were taking a breath. So sorry. Go ahead. No, no worries. No worries. No, I was just. I was very inspired. It was. It was a way for me to, to really express what was going on at a deeper level with my own relationship with spirit. Um. And I didn't really start to bridge the sounds of my childhood, those, you know, the sounds of the sitar and, and tabla and, um, tambura and harmonium until I started teaching yoga. And when I started teaching yoga, I thought, Ooh, I want to, I want to weave these sounds in. And, and you brought up nine eleven. Nine eleven was the huge shift for me because I, I had been dabbling in bringing in those sounds into my music because they inspired me so much, but it was nine eleven that, totally shifted everything like I shifted gears from doing full-on pop rock music singer-songwriter music to universal prayers and and mantra and that's it it affected me so deeply that I just couldn't I couldn't write these personal messages I I felt like a huge um a heartache heartbreak from what was going on in the world. And and specifically, I felt really sad about how suddenly our culture was making um, the Eastern cultures into the enemy. And mm. I knew that the people were not the enemy, and, it, and yet that's what it felt like, that we were going to war. In fact, we did go to war with Iraq, and um, that felt really wrong, and and I needed to find a way to bridge and bring uh, communication about the divinity within the Eastern cultures and our Western culture. So for me, writing these peace prayers were my way of, of bringing peace to myself because I was very much myself feeling a bit panicked, you know, about what was going on and the, the estrangement that was happening with our government and, and these countries. So that was the, that was the catalyst. Right, right. So what I would 
say, from what I know of what you're saying uh, or talking about, is that your music became a spiritual, sacred, authentic vibration with a soul's purpose, and that soul's purpose was peace. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yep. And to bring people together. Right. Now, I've also heard you say that music is a vibration. Why is that important on a soul level for the people of this planet? You kind of touched on it, basically, of course, with, with the concerns about um, post-9-11 and how people are blaming the wrong people for what happened, um, potentially. But why, why does music speak so brilliantly? Why is it the bridge? Well, vibration is essentially who we are. And what I experience in myself is that I have different, all these different, access to all these different vibrational frequencies within myself. And it's kind of like, it feels like tuning into a radio station and, and I can tune into heavy metal, I can tune into reggae, I can tune into meditation music, I can tune into music that opens the heart, you know, there's all these different frequencies out there that I can tune into. And it's the same thing for myself, like within myself, I have all these different vibrational frequencies that live within me. And some are very much connected to just the intellect and others are connected more to the heart. And music has the ability to take people immediately like it's an inoculation of a specific frequency so you know we're all used to being we're conditioned to be in in this really fast beta brainwave in life you know we're just we're brought up to and train into that faster beta brainwave and the the beauty of music is that we can utilize the frequencies of heart opening and and release and self-expression and and spirit we can tap into that frequency and in doing so we can create like a vortex of that frequency and when people are in that frequency together it's like immediately it, it pulls us all in into that one vibration it has there's an entrainment into that vibration that's why I love music so much. <laughs> it kind of sneaks around, you well, know. You don't really know that it's going to necessarily yeah. hit you until all of a sudden you're in that frequency, you know. It's like a spaceship, you know, a very right, fast right. way to shift, shift ourselves. That's why I love so, it so much, yeah. so much. So we are, in fact, sharing each other's journeys when we tune in to shared vibrations. In other words, my journey and yeah. your journey become one if we are sharing our very yeah. vibration. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and how could there be anything but love in that environment? I mean, how could you have distrust, mistrust, hatred if you're, you know, in, in a peaceful, um, musical, authentic, spiritual vibration Space. I mean, how how could you have anything but love, right? Right. Yes. 
It totally opens up that potentiality. And it's, it's not to say that everybody is going to get on board with that. Some people may come into the field and it may be like, ah, I'm not ready for that vibration, you know, and that's mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it does pull, you know, if, if we're really, really aligned in our vibration, it, there, it's magic. It will pull others into that vibration. It will pull pretty much the whole field into it. I mean, I've experienced that when our bands have gone into prisons and jails, you know, you wouldn't expect that that kind of an audience would be pulled so easily into a higher vibrational field of love and release and devotion and compassion. But, oh, my God, they're just as open, if not more open, to moving into that frequency really fast. Mm-hmm. That that seems right. That seems absolutely right to me. I mean, that, that that's exactly what should happen, and I'm glad to hear that it does. Now, you were saying you're banned, or did you say banned plural? Um, you've gone into My the band. prisons. Shakti tribe. Yeah. You're banned. Shakti, Shakti tribe. Uh, Shakti tribe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a and you have a new album into. coming out. We do. So excited. <laughs> it's like, finally, <laughs> finally. It's, it's been a long time coming on this one, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we are now, super, super okay. excited. So, all right, before you tell me about this one, how many has Shakti Tribe, how many albums have you put out? As a band, we have put out three, although the first of the three um, was a lot me, was mostly me, with a few of my band members that participated, but it was very much uh, like a my, my vision as an artist, as a solo artist, but mm-hmm. I brought my band members in, kind of in... Um, you know, a few of them in into that project, and then that pro- that album actually inspired what what came next. It like laid a foundation because that was my transition. My first album, Reaching In, was my transition from pop rock into sacred world music. And when I was in pop rock and I wanted to get into sacred world music, my time at my band at the time when I was in pop rock kind of thought that I lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't so excited to begin with that I was moving into sacred world music. You know, we were having fun and really getting some nice traction and had bigger shows and had a really great, you know, fan base with my pop rock. And and then when 9-11 happened, I was just, I just lost complete interest <laughs> in my, in that, in that whole self-expression. I just couldn't do it. It's like my soul couldn't do it, and it didn't make any logical sense because of all the traction that was happening and all the magic that seemed to be happening around us at the time. Um, But my spirit just knew that I needed to go deeper. And my band at the time didn't really understand. They really thought that I'd lost my mind. (laughs) And, and in fact, I had two managers at the time that dropped me because of it. Um, Oh. That were not... Yeah, they were not happy. They said, how are we going to make money off of you as a sacred world musician? You know, that's very, very niche. Now you're going from this big audience into a niche world. And I said, I really don't know, but I'm not doing this for any other reason than I know I have to. And I understand if you can't be here to support 
my transition, but I need to do this for me. Um, and so that's why I didn't really fully have my band support when I went into the album Reaching In, but my band members kind of like one by one started hopping back in with me. Um, when they got like how amazing and the depth that this new music had and even the viability because I had labels actually just like when they started hearing what I was doing it just magic started happening with that and labels were getting interested right and left in the album and my band was like what (laughs) (laughs) what's going on you know and one of my managers wanted to hop right back in again you know when she saw that it that it had viability you know from um, a more, I guess you could say, commercial, you know, perspective. Um, but for me, it, it just, I was like, okay, that's cool if you want to, and I understand if you don't. And and it just began, had a life of its own, and, and opened up this whole new world for us that was honestly much more, like, in resonance with who I am. So, so the transformation I needed, I needed of, to do that. Yeah. Yeah, the transformation of, frankly, the world and you happened at the same time. Um, and what you were experiencing on both levels birthed this new thing that's beautiful. I mean, your music is hauntingly beautiful. And I, I, I don't even know what other word to say except hauntingly beautiful. And spiritual and exquisite and it gets in your bones it, it mm. literally gets in my bones so mm. that's that's deep thank you <laughs> that's pretty deep thank you you're welcome thank you deborah so from a more linear wow. standpoint i want to ask oh thank you i'm sorry i'm like plowing right over your um <laughs> i i should have let you savor that because i'm very serious um your music is beautiful. So. Oh, thank you. Um, I totally now, what received I was that. Say, I like. I appreciate thank that. Thank you. Good, good. Um, I was going to say from. Uh, I was just going to use the word linear because uh, now I have some um, questions that are not spiritual based, but like, how does this work? You know, when when I hear somebody is quote unquote dropping an album, I think I know what that means. I don't even know if you drop an album these days. Um, I don't know if I there's know. a music video. I don't know if it's an actual record in a in a thing or is it a DVD. I mean, I honestly, how do people buy your music? I mean, I really don't have a clue. Well, yeah, there are so many ways today <laughs> that you can access music. Um, like our album, we wanted to create an album, you know, literally press a CD because when we go out to shows, we have fans that really appreciate that journey of being able to put in a CD and listen to every track from, you know, start to finish and and go on a journey in that CD. Um, So we are, you know, pressing a CD, like literally last night, (laughs) last night (laughs) was our deadline for getting all of our liner notes, getting, you know, our, lyrics, getting the master of the music and everything. That was last night. So just just so you know, we're, this, wow. is it. this is a day, the day that we have disc makers pulling all of our artwork together and 
and starting to work on bringing it to the finish line for us. So, you know, there are people now that are, are not doing that anymore. There's a lot of people out there that aren't making CDs. They're just releasing singles, and it's all, you know, digitally downloaded. You just would go and, and be able to digitally download, which you will be able to do with this album, too, when it's done. You could get it on iTunes or Amazon or Spotify or all those places. Um, but for us as artists, like, it's very rewarding to, to be at festivals or to be at shows where we can actually be with our people, be with the fans, the tribe, and, and talk and hug and sign CDs and, and have that one-on-one -on -one time with our people. So, you know, I, I love that. that. That gives us a beautiful opportunity to connect with people. And for them to have right. a visceral, you know, experience with, this, with the music, too, because not only do they have the music, but they get to open it up and they get to look at lyrics and they can see pictures, and it's like they're there with us. So that is what we are, you know, bringing forth. And, and it really, like, the, the CD itself is really a journey. Like, there, there's a reason, you know, why song number one is Om Namo Guru Dev Namo and song number two is Aham Prama and then Broken Temple and then the and uh, then the there is a field and you know, there's there's a rhythm uh and a and a journey that we're excited to take people on with us. Does that so, does that um, answer your question at all? It it does, and and the thought that there are those kinds of decisions and the rhythm that you want to impart, so that I, as the listener and journey person with you, um, that I get to go with you where you where you wanted me to go, and then I will also go where I want to go, which is kind of cool. <laughs> so yeah, because um, that's the beauty of that's the beauty of music, right? I mean, I get to um, yeah, I get to have my own journey, and maybe you thought I was going to um, go one place, and I may go somewhere else. But um, I totally like all true. of that about the the liner notes, the lyrics, the cover art, because that's the linear stuff that I, you know, that's my world. You know how you put something together so that it's marketable and ready for you know consumption like that. I get that um, very clearly, but the other stuff about the um, the vibration and the you know the the love that's in it that's your that's your spot. I love that. Yeah, that's that's what we are creating a, a bed of vortex for people to be able to step into and just relax and and open up to those frequencies that are you know, right there to dive into those frequencies of heart. What is this album called? There is a light that will remain. Mm. And that comes from um, our song, Aham Prama. Aham Prama means I am divine love. And there's a, there's a line, a verse in the song says, and, and after the sun begins to fade, there is a light that will remain. So that even when it is darkest, you know, that, that feeling of that the light is going out or that the light is fading, that there's always an inner light, that we have an incredible inner light. There's always a bigger picture than we may be able to see in the moment. 
I know mm-hmm. that from myself. <laughs> you know, that sometimes in life it's what it appears on the surface, it appears really, really dark, and that things are going in a, in a direction that you don't want it to go, that there's something much bigger going on to, to help bring about even more awareness and, and uh, an even deeper awakening or a deeper connection with self and, and with what truly matters. So that is that is why there is a light that will remain and um Well that's a that's a beautiful that. thought. Yeah. There's a beautiful um a beautiful title. And as you were saying what you were saying about it, I was actually thinking of my husband. Um and that um there is a light that will remain after, you know, after he's gone this long. It'll, it's almost two years. And, um, I mean, just having his voice on the front end of this show was like proof. There is a light that will remain. Yes. And um, isn't that interesting? His, yeah. His vibration is still here. His love is still here. His, you know, all the gifts, all everything that, the, the love that you two cultivated is is present. In fact, that that love, you know, presence presences your life. It's it feeds, it nourishes mm-hmm. who you are in this moment and what you're able to to receive and to give in this life. Mm-hmm. That depth, the depth of that love, it's that beautiful. is the light. <laughs> it's beautiful. Beautiful, very, very beautiful. Thank you. So, is there a um, is there a music video contemplated? Or I understand people are doing something different these days with their lyrics, right? They're doing uh, what do you call it? Art video? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I mean, people are doing all sorts of things. But one of the things that people are doing are art videos, so that people do have the lyrics because. You know, obviously, not as many people are making CDs, especially indie artists. You know. Um, And because of that, people still want to have the lyrics. So now on YouTube, artists or their people or their fans will make these art videos where they'll put up, you know, images. It could be random images or it could be images of the artist and uh, and that relates to the, the energy of the song. And then they will have the lyrics there so that the fans can still have access to those lyrics. So Binge actually made an art video for this album, for the Maha Mantra, which was inspired um, by these beautiful, fun festivals that we do called Holy Fest that that celebrates the coming of spring, and it's um, put on by the the Krishnas, and they have this, like, this very universal um, festivals that bring people of all different walks together to celebrate spring and really to celebrate love, to celebrate unity uh, amongst all of us. And Shakti Tribe has been really blessed to get to participate in a lot of those festivals. And and being in those festivals, we knew we needed to write a little bit more with the Hare Krishna. And um, Hare Krishna is really all about the the lover and the beloved, the beloved within. So that was really easy to write about. <laughs> and that's where mm-hmm. the Maha Mantra came out of. And Maha Mantra is a mantra for um, enlightenment, for ra- definitely for raising your vibration and for self-realization. So Binge put together this fun art video, you know, with the lyrics, 
for the Maha Mantra. And we are planning on putting another, creating another video coming up that won't be an art video. It will be more of a, a thematic video, which I'm excited about, but I'm not going to tell you what song it's for. That <laughs> could be a surprise. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even ask you that because you already said no. Okay, then. All right, then. Um, now, if, if somebody to wanted to surprise. see the... I get that. I get that. Um, if somebody wanted to see the art video, where do they get to see it? The one that's already done by Ben. Um, they just go to YouTube and put in Larissa Stowe and Shakti Tribe and put on the Maha Mantra. You know, type in Maha Mantra now spell, and it will spell come Maha, up. Spell that for me. Spell that for me, the Maha Mantra. Please. Maha is M-A-H-A, Maha. Maha just means great. So it's like the oh, great okay. mantra. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and mantra, literal, like if you were to break the word mantra apart, um, manas of mantra is the mind, and tra comes from the word tre, which means to free. So mantras are here to free the mind. Oh, wow. I just learned something today. Extra. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. Awesome. I love that. Now, you should probably say something about your band, like names and, you know, how many there are and all that. And, and who wrote all the – did you write all the music or did you – are they uh, the lyrics or did you all write them together or how does that work? You know, it just – it depends. If I were to look – if I were to go down the album, like I brought in Ongnamo, like I brought in the song and it's like with the the mantras and and the – Music. I brought that into the band, and then the band hops on in and and participates and with bringing in their own um, expression on their instruments. Um, Binge really brought in a very strong melodic line that ended up being a line that I turned into a verse, actually. Um, so he became a part of the songwriting, even though I had brought the whole song in done, so to speak. Um, like the second song, Aham Prama, again, I brought in that whole song, like, completed, and and Benj is really funny. It's like he heard the song, and he's like, why don't we substitute um, the A chord with the F chord over here? Because that would be really cool. And I'm like, actually, that would be really cool. So, you know, Benj always has a lot of really great ideas for after I've, like, written a song a lot of times to bring in substitutions um, that create more contrast within the song, mm. so that was really cool. Um, Broken Temple is a whole other story. Like, Benj actually asked me to go into my journals and to see if I could find a piece that was worthy of turning into lyrics because he wanted to write a full-on musical piece. Like, with, he wanted to sit down with a lyric-worthy entry and put music to it. So... With Broken Temple, I found uh, uh, a journal entry that was something that I never thought I would share with the world. It was like a very an intense experience that I was going through in life. It was like a dark, you know, it was like the di- the dark night of the soul experience. Mm. But it was my my surrender into it and my desire to totally let go and let the the wisdom of of the energy that was moving through me to deepen who I was. And when I found that journal entry, I just 
reworked it into a complete lyric and then I gave it to him and he immediately knew what he wanted to have on top of it and then and then I sang like I would call the B section like I got inspired and had an idea for where I wanted it to go so I sang it and he found chords for it and voila we had Broken Temple um, wow but like a which was honestly like Broken Temple is you know, one of my favorite, if not my favorite song that I've ever had the, just the blessing of being able to share with the world. Oh, well, I have to say, I look forward to that one. I do. I look forward to that one. That sounds beautiful. So how about some final thoughts and how can people follow you, hear you, love you, share you? Okay. Um, well, I would love to get. I would love to share that, but I also want to just mention my other band members too, because you, you asked me oh, about them. Oh, I think that would be a good idea. Yeah, good, um, good, good call. <laughs> yeah, the like the songs, like there's Auto Nye and Maha Mantra and Genie's song um, on the album, and and like the Maha Mantra was a really um, great example of where the band really hopped in and and gave so much of their own individuality to it. It's just such a mixture of, of all of us in a really, really big way. And honestly, you know, even if I bring in a song that is, you know, like pretty much done, or let's say Binge and I bring in a song, or like with Maha Mantra, it was pretty much like Binge and Chemo and myself who brought that song in, um, the band always brings their, the rest of the band members always bring their own personalities and their flavors and their genius that makes the alchemy so much yummier, you know, like takes it up to another level. And Mm -hmm. I have like the most incredible band. Like I love my band so much and I'm so grateful for these beings are like my best friends, like outside of, the music, they're still my best friends. It's just the most amazing gift ever. Um, and, like, and it has, we have gone through transformations. And, you know, like, Chemo used to be a part of the band. Um, like, back, he left the band in 2013 for personal reasons. And he had been with me for a really long time. Like, we'd played together, I think, for, like, 10 years at that point. So... Um, it's shifted and Marty Walker used to be like a really, really, really important part. And Christo Polani has played with me like in my pop rock band. And he's still like, he's on this album too, even though he's not full time in the band, he still plays, you know, with us and brings so much to it. Um, so much to it. So there's like my, um, drummer is Paloma Walker and love her. She is just brings so much incredible connection to the earth and passion and Benj Clark is on bass and helps a lot with arrangements and songwriting Um, he you know just brings so much passion for this music he really really like spearheaded I would say the you know getting this album done and making it a priority you know he kept me on track with that and he believes so much in this music, so he is like a godsend. Um, mm. Bethany Grace is my 
just angelic violinist. She, again, so much passion. My people are so freaking passionate. <laughs> she brings so much joy and so much passion and, like, so much genius, like, as a player. Incredible chops. Incredible chops and so much joy. So much joy. Um, and Richard Hardy has been with me, you know. Oh, my goodness. He's, we call him the Wizard of Woodwinds. And he brings this celestial, you know, wizardry on his saxophones and his flutes and and his vocals. And he is just a love. Like, he's such a support and he's such a higher vibrational brother. Um, just adore him. And Gabriel Ambrosius, he's our newest player with the band. And he is just a doll. He is just so open-hearted, so caring and compassionate and a genius on guitar. So much fun what he brings forth. He just really drops into really deeper places um, on his guitar. It's just, you know, it's absolutely infectious. So, you know, we're blessed. And then we have, like, Christo, you know, playing percussion. Like, he's a master percussionist, and he plays on There is a Field and is just phenomenal how he grounded that piece with his percussion and his he like he I call him like he is the drum um he really is like the drum like how he just embodies it with like his body way he slaps those uh djembes and and cajones and he and he also can you know shake up a storm you know he's just incredible um and then Melissa Robin really is so such a, an angelic heart supportive beautiful being who sings with me I'm so blessed by her energy and her sweet voice that's able to really blend and my daughter Aria um, brings some of her amazing vocals to the album as well and I'm so proud of my kiddo like she is really an incredible voice like you know, I doubt that she will full-on pursue it. At least she doesn't think she will. She thinks she's going to be an FBI agent. But oh. <laughs> but she is – I know. It's like such a far – it's so different than a vocalist. Remember but I was talking about so linear phenomenal. versus not linear? That's linear. <laughs> yes. Yes. And my daughter definitely has a very logical, linear part of herself. She's yes. very um, intellectual and and enjoys – you know, swimming in those places. So, but she, all at the same time, she's this incredible singer, like just phenomenal, clear voice, clear bell voice. And well, I'm glad you captured not, that, Larissa. I'm glad you hmm, love that. Oh yeah. She's like, oh my goodness. And she is sprinkled a little bit on this album, but we're actually, when this, after this album is released, we're going to be releasing a single that she's featured on which is going to come out the pike really quick too um, mm. after this album. So, you know, I'm so blessed to have her on there. And there's other people that played on this album too that is just like we have, you know, like Paul Rubin played on here. And, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I, I realize they're not core members of the band, but what he brought to this album was really phenomenal on the song Adonai, just – just incredible beauty and uh, we have like a another player we have a few other friends like Luca Pino who's an amazing 
guitar player who played on the Rumi song, and um, Tony who played um, electric guitar on a Humprama. So we've, and there's more. So uh, the list could go on. But my core players I shared with you, and my band is just, we're just so 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 blessed to be together and to share this music together. So. Wow. I wanted to make sure I highlighted them because I wouldn't be here. This album would not be here without this band. I'm just so blessed, incredibly blessed. And well, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you did, us, you know. Yeah. I'm glad you took the time to, um, to acknowledge each one of them. And, you know, if, if you needed it, you could have another 20 minutes to do that because I know that you, you don't do those kinds of things by yourself. And um, I know that they are blessed to have you too. So I'm glad you shared that. I'm glad very much. So good. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for asking because that's important. It's important to acknowledge. Yeah. We're, we don't do this alone, you know, like I wouldn't be, sharing all this with the world if you weren't asking me all these questions, Deborah. It's like, you know, we're really, a, we're like a tribe. And I know we bring things into the world collectively. And that's a huge gift. Yes, yes it that. is. Yes, so, it is. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for giving me You're the opportunity welcome. to talk about this today. Um, You're welcome. I just want to say I'm so very, we, very grateful to yeah. be sharing about the album well i'm glad and what you did you are, want to say i can't wait well i just wanted to i want to make sure that you let people know how to follow you hear you uh if there's anything you need to say about specifically when the album will be available and what people should do and just this is your your moment to to actually you know lead people where where can they get what you want them to have well we are going to as long as everything, and we know things, you know, Mercury has its way of working its <laughs> its own magic. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if oh, yeah. every, everything goes as planned, um, we will have our album albums in our hands at Bhakti Fest, which is coming up. It's a festival, incredible, amazing, just community-building, heart-opening festival out in the desert of Joshua Tree, um, in the second week of September. So I think we perform, what is it? I think we perform on the 16th, which is a Friday, but I want to make sure I'm saying that correctly. Is that right? No, it's the 14th, 14th. So the 14th mm-hmm. of September, we'll be performing at, at Bakke Fest, and I should have in my hands, I should have those albums. Um Oh, and wow. So I know. It's like that close. It's crazy, right? That's just like yeah, three weeks away. Whew. Um, wow, it's amazing. And people will be able to get it, hopefully, on our website. We should have our website is going to be doing a whole transition here as we move out of the Rock on Satnam phase now into There is a Light That Will Remain. So the website will be um, shifted and updated for that, and people should be able to buy off the website. Um, I'm thinking we'll probably also be on Bandcamp as well. And um, and then, of course, we'll be on all the other venues 
electronic venues. Mm-hmm. But I highly encourage and invite people to to buy the whole CD because it's really it's really a beautiful journey. It's and it's high vibrational medicine. So would love for people to enjoy that with us and share in that with us. And the website is. Thank you. It's 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 larisasto.com. <laughs> Thank you. I know, right? It's l a r i s a s t o w dot com. And yes, people can find yeah the music there. And just also as a side note, people can find me as well at larisasto.coaching.com because I also do one-on-one work with people. So. People are yeah. getting activated. There is a way to get to do deeper work one-on-one with me through LarisaStow.com. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Well, I can also, um, a matter of fact, I've already put LarisaStow.com with a hot link in the description that will go with this recording on my Block Talk channel. And we'll do some other linking and carrying on just to make sure that every way we can people can reach you through whatever means possible. So that's my quest, is to help you and, um, and enjoy the music. So thank you so much for being with me today. Um, I, I haven't done a show with anyone for about two and a half years, and it's nice wow. to get back into it and to do it with you. Wow. And I look oh, forward to you, the Deborah. album. Yeah. Wow. Um, I look forward thank to the so album. Much. and Yes, yes. Well, until next time, everyone. You are very inspiring. This is Pathways to Wisdom. You're very inspiring. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, this um, this is the end of the show. So I think my music was supposed to start, and I'm not hearing it. Is a production of Boomer and the Babe Incorporated. You can find out more about Boomer and the Babe Incorporated by visiting our website at boomerandthebabe.com. 